Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallmafs. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our episode this week. Hi, Aid. How are you? I am great. We are in the home stretch. I know. It's so exciting. I can't believe we're here. It feels like we just started. It does not feel that way, but... At the, end, at the end of the episode, when they're like three weeks till decision day, I'm like, yeah, we're really close to the end. <laughs> yeah. So this week, we wanted to shout out some very special people, some of our patrons. Special shout out to Alicia, our very first patron on Patreon, always giving us good ideas for bonus episodes, letting us know what she thinks. We really appreciate you, Alicia. And Paisley... Marina and Alexa are other patrons. If you would like to become a patron, you can go on patreon.com slash altercallmafs, and it's also in our show notes. This week, we put out an episode on the journey so far, which was a special with Kevin Frazier and three panelists that Lifetime made us suffer through. So as a favor to you all, we made sure to get our, to record an episode for you. And that... Soon, we will be dropping our rankings episode where we rank each of the seasons that we've watched. I've watched seven, Tane has watched 11, and we just tell you guys which ones we like the most. Maybe it'll give you some ideas on which ones to rewatch. So exciting. It was such a fun episode, the rankings. It's like going down memory lane. It's like watching the wedding videos. So, Tane, what's going on with all those previous couples from those previous seasons? 
So before I go back, just a reminder for everyone that Couples Cam returns next week. Woohoo. But it has a new time and it's going to be on Wednesdays right after MAPS. So this time when we recap Couples Cam, it's not going to be a week behind. Yay. Um, not much, you know, that I caught on social media this week. Chris was heavy on social media this week. I don't know. He was sending out all the subs. He has it out for Jake because, uh, you know, like you always tell us, Jake trashes, not trashes, but he's not a fan of Chris on Unfiltered. And Chris is taking that personally, and he just makes fun of him. He had, like, a picture on his story saying, hey, Jake, I got you a gift. I got you a Mercedes. And it's like a toy Mercedes car or something. Just being generally <laughs> childish. And he alluded to people. He didn't ask me anything. And he alluded to the fact that he's not friends with Pastor Dwight. Not because of the meetup, but because of something else. Because um, Pastor Blue Suit said the same thing, and he's still talking to him. So it's not about that. But we don't know. So I wonder what it was. And then he was posting lyrics. Drew Hill, I love you. And they don't know. So I don't know if he's just getting for drama or if it really means anything. But even I'm mad at myself for talking about Chris. But he was very heavy on social media. Hasn't he announced more than once that he's taking a social media break and then, like, come back within a day each time? <laughs> the people who announce they're leaving social media never leave social media, so... <laughs> I'm also confused because I remember last year, everybody on the cast said their Instagram to private. Yeah. So why are they not doing that this year? Well, I think we've established that Chris should just get producer credit on maps because he gets to do whatever he wants to. He gets to say, I'm not coming to the apartment, I'm going to Chicago... Oh, I'm going to film here. Oh, I'm out. Oh, I will. So I, I don't know. My, that's my long answer. I don't know how he's, he's basically singing. Like no one's talking that much, but Chris is just all out there. So Karen and Miles, Amani and Woody are still posting Mona Lucci pictures. Again, we're not hating. It's just, it's I, a lot. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Miles also didn't ask me anything, and he's talking about mental health, still championing that cause, and still a fan of his for doing that. Olivia, from the New Orleans season, was in California, and she was with Jamie and Beth. I feel like Jamie and Beth are the, I don't want to say anchor couple, but everyone goes to visit them, because for Netflix preview of Couples Camp, Amani and Woody are with them, but I don't know if they went to New Orleans or if Amani and Woody went to... California, but I feel like if Amani already went to California, we would have seen that definitely. So I also don't know what the timeline is. I'm personally hoping they catch up on Couples Cam, but yeah. Um, Olivia had fun with them. She was drinking wine, having a good time. Um, the company who does the casting for Married at First Sight put a cryptic message saying, big news coming for Seattle. And it made me wonder if Seattle is going to be a location. And I just thought, the first thing I thought of was the weather. And I started thinking, besides the early seasons, have they ever shot, like, in the dead of winter? Um, isn't, like, New Orleans was in winter. Like, they started uh, in February. Yeah, they did. But it also seemed like it was closer to spring. Like, I, I don't think, I'm trying to recall if I've ever seen any of the participants in, like, dead winter clothes, coats. Whether or not, I feel like the West Coast is going to be happy. Because there's been a lot of people who are like, why, the, the furthest West Married at Fight, First Sight has gone, I think, is Dallas. 
So people are like, uh, there's a whole West Coast over there that you guys have never done. So it would be cool if they are finally giving, you know, the best coast a little attention. (laughs) Did you say best coast? I sure did. That's I I had a friend from the West Coast who always would say the best coast and I thought it was funny. It was a lie, but it was funny. Oh, okay. I was like, is this a belief of yours? <laughs> um, that'd be interesting. They should stay away from LA because they're just going to get a whole bunch of cloud chasers. And okay, we are not going to suffer through that. And finally, um, Taylor from DC, um, she did a Ask Me Anything also. And she was asked who she still speaks to um, in her cast. And she gave a weird answer that I don't think answered the question. She's like, it's hard to hang out because of COVID. But then she gave a rundown of everyone. She posted a picture in the background and was like, Katie moved down south. Mindy is in Cancun. Jess and Austin bought a house. Derek is currently in Japan. And I just got back from Tulum. And I'm like, that doesn't really answer all the questions. And that leaves out your so-called bestie on the show, Mika. But... Well, well, that's the thing. Mika was in the picture. I, I don't even know the answer, the answer to the question because Mika was on there. Then at the very, very bottom, she listed all the women. Then she says, plus Derek, plus Austin, mostly through Jess. So I think maybe that was the answer. And then she gave a recap of what they were doing. But either way, it was a good. her answer was good enough to give a recap of what's going on with the DC cast. So <laughs> I was like, I didn't know Derek was in Japan. Yeah. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> random <laughs> but yeah that's about um all we got from social media so Abe, tell us what happened on unfiltered so this week on unfiltered it was brianna page and jake jake was in the same outfit from last time page for some reason maybe it was because she had braids she just looked really different i barely recognized her for a few minutes there and then i was like oh that really is page um i had wondered if she had like lost a little bit of weight because of stress or something and i was like girl take care of yourself yeah they showed the Haley, Brian page at brunch. They asked Jake what he thought. And he's like, she didn't get that the cuddling thing was a joke. She doesn't get my humor. I can only try to connect to her through humor. And I'm like, but you just said she doesn't get your humor. So that's probably not great. <laughs> Jamie asked about the kissing that they promised to do uh, to Dr. Viviana. And he was like, I could tell she was uncomfortable. So we haven't done that. They make sure to bring up this freaking car to Paige. Even though that didn't happen last week. That happened two weeks ago. But they wanted to make sure to get her reaction. Um, and she's just like, it was awful. When are you going to show up for this marriage? Then they show Paige and Chris at basketball. And Jamie asked if she thought he was trying to make the marriage work. And she said that he initiated this friendship, marriage, whatever. (laughs) So back to our question as to what they were trying to do. I don't think even Paige knew what they were trying to do. (laughs) Unclear. (laughs) So she said because he initiated, she could only be receptive. I was like, no, actually, you don't have to be receptive. (laughs) (laughs) one of your options is to not be receptive at all (laughs) jamie asked what brie thought of this situation and she said do i have to answer (laughs) i don't want to talk about this she thinks it's sad that Paige has put her all into it and that chris has let her down each time and she hates to see her friend sad because of his actions and then she said in my opinion and then she said opinions are like assholes everybody's got one which is one of my favorite phrases Jamie asked Paige about the chemistry between her and Chris and if they could like separate that from all the drama. And she's like, that's impossible. It's hard to say if there's any chemistry there because there's so much has happened. And Paige says she's frustrated 
with opening up to the possibility of trying again. Jamie asked her, like, through the conversation that she and Chris had last week, does she think that Chris is trying to blame her for this not working? And Paige is like, yes, I've been feeling rejected. And when is enough enough? And when is he going to show up for this so-called marriage? Bree said that Chris said a lot, but you don't really hear anything. And she was glad to see Paige frustrated because everybody else had been frustrated with him. And it's hard to watch. And as you referenced earlier, Jake doesn't miss an opportunity to state his feelings about Chris. Honestly, in a very calm manner. He just said... Does he know any other way how to? (laughs) Jake said, Chris is so fundamentally screwed up in so many ways as to how he's conducting himself. He said, what world are you on? I'm on a different planet too, but I still know what time it is here. Ah, That's funny. (laughs) (sighs) So then they show Brianna and Vincent's anniversary. Paige looks so happy to watch Brianna and Vincent's anniversaries anniversary jake asked if vincent had like gone out and gotten like boat captain attire um and brianna was like no he had that in his closet (laughs) (laughs) jake said it's sad that he and Haley haven't made more real progress at the one month mark he says they have some comfort but then they take two steps back so when they're getting along they're always waiting for the next fight to happen i was like i don't think you guys even take steps forward i i I don't see it (laughs) I think they've reset like 10 times now. (laughs) As we will see throughout the episode, but it started here on Unfiltered. Paige has found a new phrase. First we had cultivated by God. Then we had I made vows. Now we have the biggest lesson is you have to choose yourself. (laughs) Girl, she said that so many times. (laughs) I started on Unfiltered. (laughs) Am I choosing myself? Because Paige has said it many times. (laughs) She talked about falling in love with the idea of marriage. And this relationship is an awareness for her future that she'll bring into, like, relationships to understand more of what she wants. Jamie asks (laughs) about the attraction issue with Jake and Haley. Jake says that she's gone as soon as they're done with activities for the day. Activities, I believe, is code word for filming. (laughs) And he says that after that, then she tells him that he's not trying. Oh. And I... (laughs) can be true because if you think of all the group settings, Haley's part of it. <laughs> She's always in someone's apartment. <laughs> oh, they talk about how like Jake I think what he's, it was a very confusing conversation that he had with Brianna. But it sounded like he was saying like, I know what I look like and I'm comfortable with myself so I'm comfortable with the idea of her not being attracted to me or something like that. Or the, I, I don't know. It was a really weird thing and I didn't really understand the point, but uh, he talked about how, like, he knows what he looks like. I don't, I don't know what that means. I mean, you're not bad looking, Jake, so hey. I think that's what he meant. I think he's trying to say, like, I know I'm not ugly, so it's not about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm a two or something and she's having to put up with me. Like, that's on you. If you don't find me attractive, <laughs> not my problem. I am not taking this on. <laughs> I think there's a difference between you're unattractive and I'm not attracted to you. So I feel like he's like, oh, she's not attracted to me, but that doesn't make me feel unattractive. Yeah. Which is a good way to feel. Okay, now I understand what he was trying to say. (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Paige said she felt bittersweet watching the one month, more bitter than sweet. Doesn't mean that there aren't good things coming for her in the future. She's going to take time for healing and self-reflection 
and position. She says they need to position and prepare themselves to be the right partner for the next per- person. That's all they can do at this point. And Jamie asks Paige how she feels now that things with Chris are officially over. And she says she has weird emotions, disappointment. She came here with pure intentions and desired marriage. I wish it would. I wish I would have been singing a different tune right now. So yeah, that was unfiltered. Sounds exciting. It was. It was. It was. It was a good episode of Unfiltered. I felt like we actually got insights. <laughs> so on to this week's episode. There's a uh, a dog theme going on. They sure did. Exciting for two people who love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> who are these two people? Because it ain't us. <laughs> That's what I mean. I know. <laughs> Everyone got the sarcasm. Hey, dog lovers, not us. <laughs> Don't come for us. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, it is, I mean, we might not be dog people, but it's still cute, you know, the way some of them embraced it and the way, you know, they love their dogs and all that. So it's not like we're knocking it at all. It was actually kind of cute. I had a friend who once asked me, what if, what if you ended up with someone who had a dog? And I was like, then you will know that it's true love. Because there's no way. (laughs) My husband wants a dog so bad and he keeps bringing it up. And at a time or two, I have wondered because I've thought about it like, what if I just met a dog that I just absolutely fell in love with? Like, I, I can't even fathom, but I have thought about it every now and then. But then I shake it off like, nah. <laughs> and the thing about, like, I have a dog phobia. And then I just don't like them in addition to that. But you spend enough time, you have enough friends with people who have dogs. And I, I feel like I understand the role that a dog or any pet can play in someone's life. It's just not something I want for myself. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like we couldn't recap this episode of the show unless we understood dog-human relationships because they are (laughs) very central. (laughs) They are. But yeah, it was very interesting because as Pastor Powell told us, this is the first time all the wives have brought dogs. But then I started thinking, I thought all the men did too. Then I realized it was just Jake and Eric who had dogs. Benson doesn't have a dog and Ryan doesn't have a dog. Yeah. And Chris doesn't have a dog. Definitely doesn't have a dog. He is the dog. So he brought himself. Um, so yeah, so it was interesting. So it does, I'm there, right? It does bring a different dynamic to the relationships because as we go through the couples, we find that it plays a huge part, most especially in Virginia and Eric. You want to take us through this journey, Aid? It was a journey. <laughs> the journey starts with a little snippet where Eric complains that he has to wake up with her every day for work. And she's like, I don't have to work today. So I didn't understand the point of that conversation. (laughs) Well, sorry. Sorry to go back. For me, what took me apart was like, he started, well, they started and he was doing the confessional and he was saying, you know, we're in a good place. We're like really, really good. We had a fantastic (laughs) one month anniversary. And I'm here like checking myself. Like they did have a fight about living situation, right? Like, am I mistaken? That is not part of the script. The script says... <laughs> they're really, really good. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so they, they're sitting in bed. There was a lot of bed in this episode. I really like their sheets. Um, they say that yesterday was fun, which will later be revealed to be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and then they play with the dogs. And she says, the kitties aren't even here. She's like, you want three kids? I already have three kids. No laughter. <laughs> 
did not find that funny. He gave a look. <laughs> so then he says, I think he says, are you going to listen to me? And she, he, he says, I see how much you love Tex. And you guys get along so well. Weird. It's crazy how the personalities are similar with the dogs. My dog is such a good dog and he listen, listens. I don't need leashes to go outside. He's not going to run away. There's none of that. And then Virginia gets defensive. She goes, Rocky doesn't run away either. And then Eric is like, well, then why did he run away from me then? And she says, well, he ran away from you maybe because he don't like you. That was supposed to be applied. (laughs) And he goes, well, Tex, his dog, can get super excited. But when I say he should sit down, he can sit down for hours. I love Rocky, her dog, but he needs a certain amount of me being firm with him. I was in the military. What you being in the military has F all to do with dog training? I'm like, were you a canine handler? Like, (laughs) uh, I don't like his manners. He's biting people. Virginia starts to get upset. She's like, he's not your dog. And then he said, he's half mine now, whether you like it or not, unless you want to end this right now. Wow. We weren't even like five minutes in. Just, oh, Virginia says, I feel like he comes between us in our relationship. Virginia is over this conversation. She walks out. She says, I don't know why he brings this stuff up when he knows it'll cause a a fight. Once she walks out, he literally looks like he's smirking. I don't want to judge facial expressions because everybody can get some weird ones. But I'm like, why are you smirking? She's like leaving. The part that got me was he was like, what happened? I have no clue what just happened. You literally just threatened her. And she has told you repeatedly to stop saying that. Yeah, yeah. It it gets, well, yes. So in the interview, he's like, like you said, I have no idea what's going on. It's just a dog. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? My animal hating self knows full well, you will never say about someone's pet, it's just a dog. I don't know why she's freaking out. What? So when she goes out, she goes to talk to a producer. And she says that she was depressed when she got Rocky and he saved her. And she wants to run away from him, from everything. She's like, we had a huge fight last night. That appears to be news to the producer. (laughs) He's like, you did? You did? (laughs) (laughs) We're not in a good place right now, she says. So then she goes back. I kind of wish she wouldn't have. Question, where were they? Because that is not, is that the apartment? And maybe that's what the garage looks like? Because it doesn't look like it's her apartment either. No, it's their apartment. All the apartments, the garage is right outside the door. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I'm very jealous. (laughs) (sighs) I've never lived in a situation like that, but I have visited other friends where the garage is right next to the apartment. It's very convenient. (laughs) Virginia comes back. It's interesting. She does what she did with the whole page and the drinking thing at the dinner in Las Vegas. So she comes in to start some shit. (laughs) (laughs) She comes back and she gets back in bed and she's like, we just went on a nice off-leash walk. Which is infuriating, by the way. People who have dogs should always put their dogs on leashes. I don't care how well-trained your dog is. Put your dog on a leash. Like, it gives me heart palpitations when a dog is near me and it's not on a leash. Absolutely. Just a PSA. That's why I live places with leash laws. <laughs> <laughs> Eric says, what's going on? Virginia says she doesn't like pretending they're in a good place when they're not. I don't know how she's been in a relationship with Eric for five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> And Eric is like, well, I feel like we are. And Virginia was like, last night we were in a fight. And Eric says, it was a simple disagreement. Oh, my God. That is, like, 
the word gaslighting, I know it gets thrown around a lot. When people start denying reality, your reality in favor for their own, that is gaslighting. If she says we were in a fight, you don't get to say, oh, it wasn't a fight. <laughs> she told you it was a fight. You're in a relationship. It was a fight. Yeah. But if you're in the process of dismissing someone's feelings, then you will tell them, no, 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 it wasn't a fight because your feelings don't matter. Only mine do. So then we get the creepy overhead cam. Virginia is like, you're starting a fight with me. Tell me why you're mad. And he said he had to cancel something for her. I thought it was an Uber. He had to cancel an Uber. What did you think? I did not hear. Oh, I did. He had to cancel something. I thought he meant he canceled an appointment. Like he was supposed to be somewhere, but then he went with her to the bar instead. Oh, okay. I thought they were at the bar and when they were leaving, he had to cancel the Uber because he couldn't find, I don't know. Apparently they were at the bar. He couldn't find her for 40 minutes. She said, this is where I was. He's like, no, you weren't. I have proof you were lying. She told him it doesn't come off as protective. It comes off as controlling. And he said, I want to take care of you at all times. Mm. Uh, okay. But I have a question, Aid. I just really want to make sure that we're being objective but sometimes when they have these fights, I try to take a step back. I'm like, does Eric have a point, but because he's a controlling dickhead, it comes off wrong? Or is he just being a controlling dickhead? I think both things can be true at the same time, but you're right. Like, the idea that you would disappear at the bar for 40 minutes and, like, him not be able to find you, I feel like he is justified in being upset about that. Or being If working. that is what actually happened. Yeah, exactly. And he's not exaggerating. Maybe it was, like, 10 minutes and Eric is like, you were there for 40 minutes. You even said to yourself, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, because I mean, it's something to worry about. Like a woman, first of all, why are they at the bar during COVID? What is happening? I have to stop. Like, wasn't that after your anniversary? So like, why did you go to the bar after? It felt like a pretty full day. <laughs> she couldn't wait to get away from me. Maybe it was a Thursday, Friday or Saturday. <laughs> get, get, get messed with the schedule. Can't mess with the schedule. But um, yeah, because I just thought about it because every time they fight, I'm going back and forth. Like, does he have a point? Like, yes, I get it. Like, you're married now, but also give it time. But also, are you just being a dick? I don't know. They take me through a roller coaster. I think let's just like, I agree with you. Like, you know, he could have justifiable points, but the way he chooses to deal with even when he might be right, he will never win. Winning yeah. being like having a good relationship with Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. So something that kind of, because there was a lot going on in this episode, but this little part here about, she said, when you drink, you get mad at me. And he, he like, that was kind of glossed over. But the whole yeah. fight last night, like he left his phone in the Uber. He was saying, you're lucky I did what I did right now. And I was like, what is he talking about? Mm, I have no idea. Because I, when they fight or either the editing, they try to, protect whatever some things that are being said so we never really get the full picture and that's what they're supposed to be asking on unfiltered <laughs> so they're back in bed when virginia points out that when you drink you get mad at me and he says you can think what you want i don't care and i'm just like what eric is like i'll leave you alone it's fine it just goes back to you understanding that you're married if you don't like it then get out of it I didn't like that. I didn't see you for 30 minutes. I didn't like it. There. Sorry. I don't know what to say. What do you want from me? And then I can't remember who said I'm fucking done. <laughs> he did because she was going on about it. And he literally just said, how long do you want to be mad? Because I'm done. Yeah. And that was so rude. 
And then Eric starts with this like self pitying thing, like, I'm always the one who gets hurt. <laughs> and then it appears to me, okay, well, Virginia is like, I have anxiety. I feel like I'm drowning. You always put it back on you. Poor me, poor me. And he said, you did not just tell me that. And that's when I was like, I think she's having a panic attack. Yeah. <sighs> Eric did ask, like, what's wrong? But Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. But, I, I mean, you get a gauge of how out of touch or self-absorbed Eric is. Because at some point when she was, like, just out of... You could tell, like, she was just really highly agitated. He goes, what is so bad? Everything is fine. At that point, I was yelling at my TV. Like, can you not see that your wife is, like, severely agitated right now? Like, what do you mean everything is fine? So when he now asked and said, because I think at that point, she had already, she said, you make me feel like I'm an awful dog. Hey, that broke my heart to so many million pieces. She she said, I feel like I'm an awful dog, mom. I hardly see my cats. I'm failing at all my relationships. I don't talk to anyone like I always do. And of course, instead of being like, oh, you have all these feelings or like working through them, like, oh, we just got married. He immediately goes to like, do you feel like I'm taking that away from you? I don't want to change who you are. And she says she feels like she's the one making changes. She's the one making sacrifices. And he says, there are certain things I want you to understand. You have to change with marriage. You have to change with Eric. (laughs) Speaking about himself in the third person. So crazy. <laughs> he, the but, way he centered himself this during this fight or this scene was just, he deserved an award for it. Because <laughs> he continuously just kept on going back to himself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, your wife is having what appears to be a panic attack. I, you are still managing to make it about you. So she says, you're perfect. And she's being sarcastic. And he says, I didn't say it has anything to do with being perfect. And he starts again, if you don't like it. And she says, if you say you can leave, I'll punch you in the face. (laughs) And then she should have, because she gave him fair warning, but he still followed up with, you're not stuck. If you don't like it, she's free to do what she wants with her life. Yeah, I just, at this point, I think I was counting. At this point, I think he was on ultimatum number five. And I just stopped counting at that point because that is five too many for someone <laughs> trying to tell you their feelings and you have not said one comforting thing once. And they have, like, of all the things you said, she has asked you repeatedly, stop saying, well, then I'll leave or well, then we're done. or that, And you just keep on saying it. And I don't really understand why. Eric, entitled. And then because the saga of the dog will never finish. (laughs) They are sitting in a living room now. Um, I don't know if it's been a day, two days, a few hours. They're sitting on the couch and Eric says Rocky needs tips on not jumping on people. And then he said, told the dog that he's tired of the whining. And he was. (laughs) This whole ass man is jealous of a dog. That is just all it comes down to. And it's just embarrassing. He wants the dog to see him as the father figure he is. (laughs) So then we get overhead camera shot of Eric grabbing the dog, Virginia telling him not to do that, and then Virginia just left. (laughs) 
to go into bed into the bedroom. She was just like, I'm going to take my dog away from this man who's not treating him nicely. That was the interpretation, not exactly what she said. Virginia in a voiceover says, because they fight doesn't mean they're done. I was like, really? Because it sure does look that way to me. Eric's, they're back on the couch now. Eric says, I don't know how to handle you. I'm still figuring you out. Eric is like, we get so good. These things come out of nowhere. Oh, man. Just because you're blind doesn't mean that the train is not coming towards you. Mm-hmm. Eric, then, you know, I can never stop with this. Like, I've been in enough relationships to know to know what? Not enough to stay in them? I That's know. You're here. He knows all the things that you're supposed to do, but he doesn't know that you're supposed to be supportive of your wife. And then, this is very sad, this part. Virginia is like, I feel bad when she's anxiety-driven. She doesn't want to push it on him, but they are married. She has a lot of hope in the process, but it's harder than she thought it would be. Between work, the dogs, and then Eric says he understands where she's coming from. I don't think he does. Mm-hmm. And that he wants to help. Um, He he does this reassuring thing. And I love how his reassurances don't require any work on his part. <laughs> Things will take time. It's going to get there at the end when you have finally opened up to me. He, she says he wants me to need him and he wants me to depend on him. And he wants to feel like the man in control. And that's not the life she wants to live. So then they're still sitting there on the couch. Rocky is around. She throws a toy and Eric says, you know, he's just going to come back. I'm just like, isn't that what dogs do? <laughs> what do you just, he's, he's so triggered by Rocky. Rocky could be sitting still and be like, why are you sitting so still? Be a dog. Eric says he he needs to stop some things in concerns to the dog. Virginia says biting is the only issue. Virginia says that his job text jumps on people. And Eric says every now and then. The look on Virginia's face is just incredulous. Like, did this man really just say that? Mm. And then Eric says, well, if I tell him to get down, he'll get down. Virginia agrees that she could stand to, like, work on her dog a little. Which is, like, very um, conciliatory, in my opinion. So, of course, Eric is like, don't get defensive. (laughs) And and she says she gets defensive when you act like Tex, his dog, is perfect. Like, he's God's gift to dogs. (laughs) Eric, like, takes this tone that is supposed to be, I think, soothing, but (laughs) it makes me want to punch him through the screen. All I said that he needs need some training. That's something we can do. Eric has decided that the dog should not be that big of a problem in our relationship. And Virginia agrees. It's not about the dog, y'all. Um, Eric is like, I know it's a touchy subject for you. You say you don't trust me with him. You don't make me feel like I'm a father figure. How are we going to have babies? Oh my God. Eric is like, letting me work with him a little. Why is this such an issue? And she said, it's my dog. And he keeps on saying, but we're married. Why do you keep doing that? So then she's still like exclaiming over the cute things that Rocky is doing. And Eric is like, why are you not paying attention? You know how difficult it is for me to try to talk to you. That's what Eric said. (laughs) If you want to do it on your own, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Virginia says Eric doesn't listen. And the way that he talks to Rocky puts me over the edge because he doesn't talk to text that way. It's going to be a struggle until we get to a better place. She's once again saying Rocky's doing some cute dog thing. And she's like, oh, that's so cute. And then <laughs> Virginia starts crying. Um, Eric is, she's like, Eric is not a fucking dog trainer. He's trained his one dog. And it always goes back to F and Rocky. Why? And then she just walks out. 
And then Eric in the interview is like, yeah, there's definitely some days where I don't think it's going to work. I'm like, oh, Eric has finally come down to reality with the rest of us. And then we get another fun overhead cam shot. Um, I guess this is after she stormed off. I don't know if the camera's left or whatever. And she's saying, like, get away from me. And then he's saying she's been nothing more than a complete asshole to me and to everyone who's been involved today. She says, you always blame me. And he says, once again, he's done. Wow. <laughs> I, I like that you call it the fun overhead camera because I call it the creepy security cam. <laughs> Night cam. <laughs> no, but that, that fight especially was kind of very uncomfortable to watch. I felt like Virginia was trapped for half this episode. Like, she didn't want to be there with him. She doesn't want to be there with him talking about this dog. And they just keep on having these really long conversations about that. That fight was very unkind because he kept saying, you, do you know who did this? You, everybody's about you, which is terrible when someone has told you that they feel like a failure, they're going through anxiety and everything is overwhelming And again, instead of just trying to understand, listen, I'm speaking as someone who suffers from anxiety. Like Eric has to be so triggering for her. Like there is nothing that's comforting around that. He's been through these marriages and he knows what to expect, but he doesn't know the simple rule. Like you should make someone or your wife feel safe. Like how hard is that? Like, even if you've never been married before, it's common sense, make her feel safe so that she can go through this because again, you're still strangers, but Every way he handled this in every single scenario, whether he even had a point or not, was awful, was terrible, and just, ah, it was so disappointing. So, so disappointing. It is very difficult for someone to recognize that you're, the person you're, I wanted to say your partner or your spouse, but I'm just going to say the person that you're dealing with is suffering. But Eric's objective is always to, like, get Virginia to admit that her dog is terrible and he needs to be the one to put the dog in line. And if you start that day, that thought, like, with every argument, you don't care that Virginia's upset. You don't care that you've hurt her feelings. You don't care, like, how can I compromise or how can we work our way through this? Your only objective is kind of, like, this is going to sound bad, is just to beat her down. It is. submission. It is. And no pun intended. You just end up acting like a dog with a bone. Hey, yo. (laughs) And it's just tunnel vision at that point because you can see it in all the conversations they have. It's not about how can I make my wife feel better right now? It's just how can I be right and prove that you're wrong in this moment? Well, all moments when it comes to Eric. So that was setting it up like our relationship isn't going to work because your dog is misbehaved. Which, don't get me wrong, like, if someone can't get their, but I don't, I don't want to assess, because we cannot tell, like, what is the issue with the dog, but no matter what the issue with the dog is, (laughs) Eric's version of handling it is not working. It's not, and here's the thing, it's not like Virginia doesn't know what he's talking about. The problem is that she's okay with it, and she'll deal with it at her own time, but it's also like, even if, if this was him trying to show her how he is as a dad, This is also terrible because even if it was a child, when you blend a family, you can't just come in and decide to take over on day one. You have to ease your way into it, get to know the kid, then find out what works. You can't use what you used to train another dog for this dog because just like people, I think, not everyone is the same. You can't use the same methods for them. So how about you take the time, stop being jealous, and get to know Rocky and know what, is Rocky a he or she? 
<laughs> not sure. <laughs> not sure either. And get to know what they respond to and then go from there. But you're so focused on bad, bad, bad. And then it goes back to what that panel said in the journey so far that the dog is a metaphor for how he sees Virginia. Like, I'm just trying to tame you and make you into what I think you should be. I also, somewhere in this, I think we heard that she's only had Rocky for a year and that he was a puppy. Like, he's a year-old dog. And I'm like, doesn't it take a while to, like, train a puppy? Like, isn't a year-old dog, like, they wouldn't be fully trained on being the perfect dog at that point. That's why people always say, like, get an older dog, um, a shelter dog, if you want, like, one who's good with kids and stuff like that, because puppies are harder. Yeah. And you have to train them. And it does not happen overnight. Like, it takes a, a while. Yeah, plus she said she got him when she was depressed. I'm sure training him and all that stuff was not top of the list at the time. It looks like she just finally got to, like, a good place recently and all that. So, and they enjoyed their relationship. Like, yeah, it has to change and to blend with Eric. But honestly, he just needs to chill the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to learn better ways to argue. And he needs to learn that arguing is supposed to lead to resolutions. Not to you getting your partner in tears. Like, I don't even understand what he's trying to do here. So then Virginia meets up with Bree and Paige. Paige talks about how she wished she could have walked away from Chris sooner. They're moving on with their lives. Virginia is sigh of relief to hear that she's done. Um, Paige talks about trying to make a marriage work with a man who wasn't committed. It's like not fun. And then Paige's buzzword, it's okay to choose yourself too. <laughs> Brianna talks about how happy she is with Vincent. <laughs> Virginia gets into the serious topic about her her anxiety is and it's at an all-time high work was stressful issues with the dog um she's only been dealing with anxiety for about a year and it makes her feel like okay i'm gone i'm running now she's like the arguments sometimes we work through them sometimes we table them he doesn't understand the mental health side of things Virginia says she wants to go to counseling for her anxiety. And Paige says she has two therapists. I was like, why have you not been talking to them? (laughs) My thought was just like, I'm glad she does because they're about to work overtime. (laughs) It's like, let's get it together. (laughs) I'm like, have you been talking to them while you've been dealing with this process? I hope so. Bree says she went one time right before she got married to make, which, good on you, Bree. Yeah, that was nice. I mean, I feel like maths has come a long way with mental health last year it was with um miles and then this year i feel like in previous seasons this would be something that they wouldn't even include in the season yeah yeah and Paige talked about how you know in marginalized communities sometimes access to mental health services are not where they should be or people culturally don't want to reach out yeah. so i was just glad we got all that on screen yes absolutely so then they have a very awkward dinner in the kitchen And Eric says, it's a two-way street. It's just hard. He says, we know we have to discuss hard things, but he loves hanging out with her normally because we're always so good. You guys are only good when you don't talk about anything important. (laughs) (laughs) Eric says he never wants to get divorced. And then we get an Eric voiceover where he's like, this is coming down to the wire. And he says he doesn't want to talk about things in a negative manner. And he's, he says, we can work so we can stop getting so emotional. That's a, the that's a solution. Stop getting emotional. Mm-mm. 
Virginia says we have to work on things both personally and in the relationships. We have a little argument, then take some steps backwards. And then they have this like nonsense conversation where Virginia is like, well, what conversational things bother you? And he says, if he wasn't fine, he'd tell her. And she doesn't believe that. And she's right. <laughs> Everything's so awesome. <laughs> Everything's so going your part of the team. <laughs> and then he condescends a little. I think this was him. He says, there are certain things that you just don't understand. I think every single marriage on the planet has things that maybe you didn't see. <laughs> he sees that she's trying. And he didn't see that in the beginning. And it makes him feel good. Eric says he's not going anywhere. I'm like, you tomorrow. I swear to God, tomorrow you'll be talking about how I'm done. That was condescending AF though. He's like, I didn't see it in the beginning. I see it now. I see the change. I'm like, okay, dad, where's my gold star? Like he's talking again to like a dog and you're patting it on the head. Because he said something like, if she wants their marriage to work, she's going to have to step up. He's been saying that since the beginning. <laughs> but to her face, it never changes. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. ever. This is not a good episode for Eric. Oh, he looked real bad. <laughs> and then he goes on this lecture about, you know, you can do, he wants to support her in all the things she wants to do. <laughs> no, you don't. Eric says, you can do all the things that you were doing, but now someone is behind you. I'm behind you now. And then he <laughs> says, I love you. Because saying I love you is the band-aid that you can put over the gaping wound. <laughs> but even him telling her that I'm behind you was him mansplaining what she just said. She said, oh, it's nice to have someone. Like, you know, you're there. And he was like, let me put it to you this way. Like, if you cut this, you can still do whatever you want to do. And then I'm just... Be you just messed. She just said that, Eric. Ay, that's that's exhausting. I, I could like I don't understand. I'm concerned that these two are going to say yes on decision day and just go off in their shitty relationship. And but it is so bad. Yeah, that's not highly likely. I again, Eric is just insecure. So unless he learns to rein it in again, you know, he has his own traumas, whether he wants to admit it or not. He keeps saying he's been in relationships. He knows what to expect. If I were Virginia, I'll throw it back in his face. Clearly, you didn't learn anything. It's not working. You ended up here with me. I married at first sight. And then if you learn anything, like, you wouldn't be acting the way you do now. What part of Eric has ever said certain things didn't work in previous relationships, so I'm going to do something different in this one? All it has ever used is like a cudgel to beat her over the head with all yeah. the things that she doesn't know. Because he's decided he knows them. It's yeah. never like, oh, I learned in my first marriage that when we fought, uh, if she was having a panic attack, maybe I should stop attacking her. He never learned that. <laughs> Don't have to the attack. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because he has his own trauma of when you've been cheated on every single time, he's also scared that, especially with her history of her saying, I'm going to leave, he's scared that she's going to leave. So instead of him to just be honest about that and let them work through that, he's trying to control her so good luck to them man i don't know because i think you're right they're probably gonna say yes hopefully they break up by the reunion <laughs> that is my fervent wish it depends how long the reunion is from the finale oh okay um all right we'll go into brie and vince happy couple still got less airtime yes i was counting 
So Brie and Vince are going over their one month anniversary and Brie asks him if it was hard to put things together. And he's like, yeah, I had to make many calls, make sure it was, I was like, uh-huh, the producers or you. I mean, I'm still torn. I don't know who does what, but I just can't see that they pull all this by themselves, right? Right. <laughs> there has to be advance. It's production. <laughs> You don't just like bring the the cameras on the boat with you. You call the boat company. You say we're filming. People have to sign things that allow you to film. I don't doubt the Vince. I don't know. Had to call. I don't know. I'm sure he did something. But I guarantee you production did more. Yeah. <laughs> he asked her her favorite part. Oh, they're in bed, by the way, this whole um, scene. He asked her her favorite part, and she says watching the video. He tells her that he's not hard to please, but when is the last time she took him on a boat ride? He's kind of teasing her. And then he goes off, like he mentions he wants to go to Disney World. He's never been to L.A. And she asks him if he means, like, trips or dates. And Vince just starts rattling off a bunch of things that he wants to do. And I'm laughing here. And Brianna jokes that, man, she has to get a second job to fund it. But quite honestly, <laughs> all I heard was like, kudos to Vinny. That's a man who wants to try things. Like, you know, you know, there's certain people you ask, what do you want to do? And it's like, oh, dinner and a movie. Go, and that's it. No. A picnic. Vinny, Vinny had some things. And I mean, ice skating. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to go snowboarding. So there were things I'd never heard of. Virtual <laughs> gaming rooms. I'm like, what is that? Oh, like the VR when you, well, I could be wrong, but I thought it was when, you know, when you wear those VR glasses and you go play. Never heard of it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a man who wants to try things. And Brianna is at the same page. She's like, well, I was just thinking of dinner and a movie, but okay, <laughs> go ahead with your mess. So, so as we mentioned um, at the top of the episode, it is a dog heavy episode. And Pastor Cal tells us that since it's the first time in Maps history, all the wives come with her dog, we start seeing a montage. Like, if you guys are familiar with how they introduce the couples, where they say Ryan and Clara, Bree and Vince, they start doing it with the men and their dogs. And then they say Vince and Cookie. And it was so cute because you see Vince just dancing, doing the <laughs> running man to say, hey, Cookie, how you doing? And he's telling us that. Cookie's just on the couch like, what is wrong with my dad? <laughs> Um, he's telling us that Cookie has become his daughter and is very important to him. He says he's never been a dog person. Um, and as he's telling us this, he's taking um, Cookie out for a walk. And we also see Ryan in the background just walking, taking Mishka for a walk too. He said he's never been a dog person because you have to do things that you don't want to do, like waking up early. But she's a nice dog and she's easygoing. So, you know, not too much stress. Um, we cut to a new scene where Brie and Vince are going biking and he reminds us that one of the reasons he wanted to get married was for a partner to keep him motivated and he's been slacking and he's trying to get back into it. So remember, um, if you remember that he got Brianna a bike, I forgot how excited she was. That was a really cute moment. I don't think I appreciated it when it was live, but I did in a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying that? That just encourages Lifetime to keep on with those dang flashbacks. <laughs> Beginning of every episode, we have to watch every single wedding over again. I'm like, why? Why? I already told you what I do. I fast forward. So <laughs> I skip until I see the logo come on. But um, so they're going biking and they make it playful and they make bets. Like if he wins, um, she has to do push-ups. And if she wins, he has to clean the kitchen 
for a week. But it was cute. They go on the bike ride. He let her win. And he tells her she can only do five push-ups. And Brianna does five push-ups right there on the sidewalk. Again, COVID. Even besides COVID. It's gross. Even in regular times, I would not do this. That was gross. sidewalk. They did. They joke about getting ice cream. And they're like, no ice cream. And it was just a happy time. And honestly, guys, that was all we saw Vince <laughs> for their scenes together. The producers are like, we got nothing, guys. We just got nothing. But we'll see them later um, with some of the couples and in some group scenes. So on to Haley and Jacob. We start with like Haley saying that the way they blew up the day before on their anniversary... Makes her think they might be getting a divorce on decision day. <laughs> like, <laughs> you <Well>, think? <laughs> you think it was yesterday or the entire preceding four weeks before that? <laughs> Besides that, it, before they even started, you guys know I'm such a nerd and I'm always looking at the lyrics. When Haley's sitting on the couch and they start their scene, the song starts with, You got the devil in you. And then pants <laughs> to Haley. So. I'm not saying anything. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> so, yeah. And she also has her shoes on the couch, which is gross. But yeah. Gross. Um, we keep on having these conversations with Jake and Haley where I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? So Jake was like, I feel like we needed to have that tiff. <laughs> and Haley thought they were better. And yesterday was unexpected. And Jake says he feels that something wasn't resolved. And the way he lashed out wasn't great. And he apologizes. And Haley says it took a lot out of her. And then Haley says the conflict isn't the bad part. The things that escalate is the bad part. I'm like, every time you guys are in each other's presence is the bad part. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> she asked him if another conflict is happening soon. And he's like, I'm not planning on it. And Haley says she just wants to have fun. Then they have this whole discussion about how one hour of a day or something where they're not arguing would be nice. They could just have fun. It could be light. I'm like, why are these people planning calm moments? <laughs> I personally <laughs> experienced many calm moments in my life. I never have to plan them. <laughs> it's that bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, nonsense. Anyway, so he tells her her hair looks nice. Um, Haley in an interview says that they're not malicious. They're not bad people. We're still here. We're still showing up. We do care about each other. This is the I really don't want to look like ish on TV part. (laughs) (laughs) You know it's doomed. You know you guys are stuck together for four more weeks. You know both of you are going to say no on decision day. But you just don't want to look bad. (laughs) So you'll talk about how you're both great people and it just didn't work out. But this is married at first sight, so you have to like throw in the buzzwords that make us start to think that you're trying to build a, a romantic relationship. <laughs> so she says, we're still here, we're still showing up, we do care about each other, and they just need to grow their trust from this point. <sighs> what point? Ground zero? Ground minus zero? Like, there's just nothing there. There's a little dog discussion where Jake talks about how one of his dogs wants to kill every dog she sees. <laughs> And Jake thinks he and Haley need to work on their stuff before they can work on, like, getting the dogs to get along. Plus, what's the point if we're going to break up? Exactly. (laughs) They go and they do go-karts. That does look fun. It is. Um, There was a whole thing where the instructor was like, hitting a wall is not good. (laughs) And then there's something about putting into walls. And then I was like, that's sexual, right? (laughs) 
No. <laughs> well, hitting walls is good. So it couldn't be. <laughs> the whole thing that caused this whole thing, he didn't hit her walls. <laughs> They talk about getting married and doing fun activities and blah, blah, blah. Haley says she might teach him a few things. End of the day, Haley wins. She's very proud of herself. She gets a little trophy. It was funny because I was like, this seems like a good moment. But I also feel like at any... I, I don't know what this show has me on to where I'm like, what if he blows up and upset in this because she's bragging so much about winning at go-karts? And I was like, wait, Jake is not Vinny. No, um, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my, I had the same thought because... <laughs> It was good seeing them have fun. But then for a second during the whole trophy thing and she was kidding, he seemed like he was pissed. But I was like, oh, no, Jake is just jaking. I, 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 but I was on edge for a second. Like, uh, is this going to be another fight? <laughs> uh, so afterwards, they're sitting down and they're talking. And they cut it away. They cut the, the conversations or the talking in a way to make us think that they are just having the best time. <laughs> I don't think they were. <laughs> Um, then they have their own cooking dinner scene. Their conversations are so boring. It's like, Jake is making jokes about the key to being a better cook is wearing an apron. Um, they talk about Brussels sprouts, frozen versus fresh. They talk about placemats. Then Haley says, we should talk more about your dating history. So he says the last girl that he dated, he doesn't remember her name. Did you believe him? No. I'm like, you dated someone for three weeks. You remember their name. Um, (laughs) He should have just come up with a generic name, Mary or something. I don't know. Um, Then there was the pet pumpkin lady. I didn't even understand that. And he said that the pumpkin queen was the only one that he didn't end. Haley's concerned about all his crazy exes. Which is a legit question. If a person tells you they've only dated crazy people, it's you. Yeah, but she's mentioned it before. I think with the friends and family week or something, or in the beginning when they were still talking and he was saying he has stories, but most of his exes were crazy. I think, actually, I think it was the friends and family week and she was like, oh, that's a cause for concern. But she doesn't care, so. Uh, it's all a charade. Then they talk about drinking and he doesn't drink whiskey because he puked on whiskey as a teenager. That's how I feel about tequila. <laughs> Everybody has that one liquor where you're like, I had a really bad night. I'll never drink that again. Vodka for me. <laughs> um, he asked her what her last concert was because she asked him first if he has any questions. Yeah, and she said she saw Pearl Jam at Wrigley Field, and they just kind of don't have anything to say after that. He said, he said, I don't really care for them. Of course, maybe they're not. <laughs> The 80s, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're 90s. <laughs> yeah. So then Haley and Jacob and Brianna and Vincent go on a double date. Um, It's really, it's at a pumpkin patch and there's some flowers. And it was really cute. Haley is wearing the ugly hat. She wore the hat last week. Very, very <laughs> ugly. Very ugly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on the hat, Tane? No, I told you I like the hat. <laughs> But I was just, I don't think it's bad. <laughs> I think she looks like she's, like, getting ready to, like, star in the crucible. <laughs> she looks, there's just something about that hat on her. It's not flattering. 
I mean, I think the only thought I had was, um, I think Virginia has won that hat before um, in a confessional, and it was just more like, who owns it, Virginia or Haley? I'm guessing Haley, since she's won it twice now. <laughs> but you're right. I think I see what you mean. I think all she's missing is like a huge cross, chain cross, <laughs> cross chain. <laughs> <sighs> so they split off girls and guys. Haley tells Brianna about the winery. She feels like she's in, and the relationship is not a two-way street. She feels like she's interviewing him. And then when it's time to meet, to talk about herself, he shuts down or changes the subject. She said that, (laughs) they show a clip of her. She's like, we talked about Thailand because I went there last year. And then they show the clip of her trying to tell him about eating pad thai and getting massages every day. And then he's like, so we should, we should deep clean on Sunday. <laughs> That's what she gets for thinking traveling is a personality. So ha. I don't feel bad for her on that one. But that was awkward. <laughs> but again, it could have been his humor. Remember? Um, like- no, I don't think it was his humor. I think he just does not care. <laughs> I wonder if they hadn't had, like, I wonder how that conversation would have played out the first four days versus now. Yeah. The reason why Jake isn't asking questions is because Jake don't care about you. Because <laughs> you don't care about Jake. That's true. Like, why put in a, an act? So We find out that Jake has asked the other girls for advice. Which I thought was interesting. That he went around and was like, what can I do here? Mm. I think um, Brianna brought up a good point where it was like, is he just like this with Haley because he's not interested or does he talk to everyone like this? Like, is he a good conversationalist with everybody else? I wonder. They talk about meeting up with her friends and getting drunk. They did go-karts. Haley says her least favorite thing is all the arguments. And the first one and the most recent one were bad arguments. Brianna in interview was great. Brianna says, I can't tell them you need to work harder in your marriage. And the producer is like, you could. She said, I can tell them something all day. What Will they actually do it? That is the advisor's lament. <laughs> I can tell you. I mean, look at Paige. Where did that get me? <laughs> I feel sorry for someone like Vincent I, I in these situations because he's a good person. So I feel like he puts on an act of caring. But I think in his mind, he's like, me and Brie are good, and I don't really want to be involved in y'all's business. But I'll stand here and I'll say what I need to say. <laughs> so plus he's you, like, are you guys... <laughs> Go ahead. Plus, you can tell that he and Jake just don't have a relationship. Like, I don't think they bond in any way, so it's kind of like, I'm just doing this. Which, by the way, Chris did say that he and Vince are still friends right now. Hmm. Yeah, I found that interesting. I wonder how Paige feels about that. I mean, Brie, Sorry feels about that i always find the word friend to be very interesting you send text messages you give updates that doesn't mean i support you even with the covid you can call someone your friend because you don't even have to see them (laughs) (laughs) and i quote he said that's my dog so hey I would literally tell Brianna, you really need to rethink your marriage events. <laughs> so Jacob and Vincent's conversation is pretty surface. They talk about like wanting to use a trebuchet to shoot off pumpkins, which honestly sounds like a great idea to me. I'd love to see it. 
<laughs> um, but then they do a switch. So Brianna gets to now try to advise Jake. Um, Brie says that like they were attracted to each other at the beginning, and maybe it's a personality thing. And Brie says they should talk about how they see themselves right now and in the future. Jake says he doesn't want them to fight. Haley is telling Vincent at the same time, neither of us are bad people. See what I mean about setting yourself up to look good when you break up? <laughs> but yeah. It was, I mean, honestly, it just I was like, I want to go to a pumpkin patch. Too bad it's April. Gotta wait till September. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice little thing, but I didn't think we got much out of it. What did you think? Yeah, I don't think there was really much in there. Um, my first thought also was Jacob really wore a button-down shirt to a pumpkin to a pumpkin farm. Everybody was all casual and all, but he came like he was going for like a work dinner or something. So for Jake, for me, for someone so articulate, he's so bad at conversations. And if this is what they showed as proof where Haley thinks that she's doing all the work, this would have been valid. Not whatever it is they showed us two weeks ago, because this was so bad this week. Like, he doesn't even stay in the same realm of conversation when he's giving a response, if he even responds. And then the last thing that I was thinking when they were sitting on the couch, I'm like, these are two people who have seen each other naked and actually had sex, and they're acting like they've never... Like, <laughs> like, wow, how did we get here? They didn't know what they had in the first four days. Oh, and Brianna said... um, that Haley said she found him attractive. And I'm like, did I miss that? I don't think she ever said that. Maybe Brianna assumed because she slept with him that she did. Oh, okay. Because she did, it was us that she told that she had a couple, they'd been drinking, had a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, other than that, man, nowhere in hell these two stay together. Nowhere in hell. I just don't want them to waste our time. Mm-hmm. I don't well, want us to get to decision day and one person say yes for some silly reason. Just call it done. It's too late for that, aid. They're already wasting our time. I, they bore me right now. This is not married at first sight at best friends, married at first sight at pretend we're friends, married at first sight PR my reputation so I don't look like a bitch. I, I, there's nothing happening. <laughs> They're checked out. Why should we be checked in? Like it's Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Well, and on to Chris and Paige, who are still on this show. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Paige finally films with family. Amen, amen. Her brother Andre and his wife come in and she said she hasn't told them what's been going on and it's going to be painful relieving it. And her faith has been tested. She tells them what happened and her sister-in-law genuinely looks devastated. I thought she was about to break out and cry right on the scene. So Paige starts ranting about how selfish Chris has been. She feels like her time was wasted. She feels devalued as a woman. And she realized that these last couple of days have been reflective for her. And maybe she fell in love with the idea of marriage. And she lost herself in the process. These are the same things she said last week. Her brother is so awesome with his response. And he tells her that she tried her best. She did everything. It just didn't work. And it's not her fault. And he wasn't even nice. He was like, I'm not here to judge on Chris's part. That's his problem. Um, Paige says she came with the purest of intentions and she came to break generational curses and she didn't want a divorce. Um, sidebar, um, if her brother hasn't been divorced before and still married to his wife, hasn't he broken the curse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for along. making that point because I did miss that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, her brother tells her to embrace the struggle. Now, y'all know that we don't believe in you have to struggle to get the good, like, you know. <laughs> Thank okay. you. We'll I, I didn't mind her brother saying it because that's just what you're, I mean, when someone's going through something terrible, it's just something, yes. what else are you going to say? But yes. I, I agree with you. We, we do not ascribe to, what is, what is it? Struggle. Struggle love. Struggle or love. Struggle. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> or, or that there's the idea that you like struggle love and stay in the shitty relationship. Or there's the just general concept that like suffering always leads to a good place. Yeah. That's a lie. Some yeah. people just suffer and nothing good ever comes from it. But we as humans always got to say like, oh, you're going to something better. Not always true. But I will say that I am seriously hoping that Paige does go to something better. But well, she, she didn't need to go through this to get to yeah, her better. She absolutely did not. Like, Chris is an affliction. Quote me. <laughs> I mean, not really. Don't tag him or anything, but... <laughs> 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 so, her brother tells her to embrace the struggle so that when the blessing comes, she'll be much more appreciative and all that. But again, it was just so nice and, you know, nothing is so warming as, you know, family. And Paige says she needs to regain her purpose and love herself. And in her, her brother says in her 30s, her 40s, her 50s, they're going to be awesome. And she's only going to elevate because she's an awesome person. Paige drops a word that she has told us over and over again that in relationships and in marriages, you have to honor yourself because if you don't, no one else will. And that was evident in her marriage. Her cup may be empty, but she'll be fine. Gone, girl. I can't even believe that they gave Chris a section in this dog montage, like I mentioned earlier, because of course, of course, when they painted, he said, and I quote, I don't give a fuck about Bentley. And they, they just put that in because they hate Chris and they want us to hate Chris too. <laughs> Fair enough, but it's on brand. And it was followed by Pastor Cal, Pastor Cal looking as stern as can be and just shaking his head. No words, no nothing. I howled. <laughs> I don't know if it was a genuine reaction to what he said or if it was something else and they spliced it in. Either way, it worked. It worked. So Chris's mom comes by his apartment and he's telling us that he... Um, his mom always gives solid advice. Um, I call BS on that because it's the same woman who was blaming it on alcohol when he had sex with Paige multiple times. But Chris is hoping that she has filters tonight because she usually doesn't. They're having dinner. They didn't even bother putting it in a paper plate or a dish or something. Just ate right from there. And it was just what can you say? Paige's dinner for her brother and his wife Looked like a beautifully home cooked meal with vegetables, pasta, and something else. <laughs> Chris got his mom some takeout that they didn't even put on a plate. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, was by the way, where were they filming this? Chris and his mom. Chris's apartment. Okay, I, yeah. I wasn't clear on that. It, it, it's unclear if it's his actual apartment or if he's like, y'all ain't filming in my house because I feel like that is what Chris is gonna say, and they gave him one of the apartments. In the place because it was like a tight shot so we didn't get to see like what it was like as a whole so who knows but he said my apartment but um the food is from cheesecake factory which i don't know if it's popular or unpopular but i like me some cheesecake factory food i love um, some cheesecake factory <laughs> you see a new cheesecake factory is opening in downtown dc 
Oh, no, I didn't see that. Now, we don't need to go to downtown D.C. to go to Cheesecake Factory, but that is another option if you're in the area. All right. <laughs> you didn't so- need to know that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells his mom that they've split. And the first thing, you know, I'll give his mom kudos for this. The first thing his mom does is ask how Paige is doing, that she's a sweet child. And Chris is like, I don't even know what he's doing over there. But he's like, I don't know, because I haven't spoken to her. And she doesn't talk to me unless it's outside, unless it's during filming. Of course, he was sure to add outside of filming or outside of the cameras. I don't see her. And his mom is like, "Um, rightfully so. With everything that happened with the pregnancy. So Chris says he hates that it happened during this process because if he knew, he wouldn't have gotten married. Ladies and gentlemen, his mom just says one thing. Hmm. And I'm like, what does that mean? Did you think it meant anything? I don't know what it meant. <laughs> but that's like not- I said from the beginning, this woman knows her son is trash. She knows her son is trash. That is the look of a woman who knows her son is trash. <laughs> she, I mean, that was the look she had right from the wedding. Like, oh, Lord, what is boy doing again? But then he tells his mom that, you know, he was open to the process, but kid or no kid, this book is closed. And that he told her that he wants a divorce. His mom is like, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Do we think that is really the first time she's hearing that? I would hope not. <laughs> but it seemed genuine, though. Her reaction seemed genuine. It may, it's the type of thing that makes me think, does she think he's going to owe some money? Like... <laughs> What about the situation would make her think that they're not getting divorced? I also don't get the impression that she likes Mercedes. Who likes... I mean, I told you those pastors don't like her either. Um, (laughs) That is true. I I don't care much for Chris's mom in general. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really... I don't... I didn't... Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) So he says, you know me. If I start something and I don't want to do it... And his mom's like, I know, I know. This is what you raised, ma'am. So he tries to paint himself as honorable, saying, like, I told her I don't want to play house and act like all is well. And then his mom tells us in the confessional that she's disappointed but not shocked. Again, she knew he was trash because of the circumstance. That it's better to resolve it than stay in something they know wouldn't work. I think she meant dissolve, but that's neither here nor there. And that's all we got, thankfully from Chris and that was it for their scene and hopefully this is the end but we can't no. oh no okay I just believe that they will sprinkle a little Chris and Paige in every episode going forward <laughs> the only thing I'm grateful for is this whole time we've been like where have Paige's support system been I believe yeah. we'll meet all of them in the coming weeks and I'm also glad that it was like a a good visit for her brother like, he didn't come saying the same things like Paige, like, you know, cultivated, you made vows, you did, like, he was actually genuine and saying the right things, you know? Mm-hmm. So. So our last couple for the episode was Ryan and Clara. You know, they make it so hard to be behind them. I really just want to say they're my faves with pride, but I get embarrassed a little. But we start with the usual trope. You know, if a couple isn't having sex on reality TV, they do a tantra. What was this? A tantra class or tantric sex Tantric class? yoga. This was tantric yoga. But usually in reality shows, if, a, like, if there's no sex or you're trying to get closer or something like that, they do tantric 
text classes. So this one was Tantra Yoga. The teacher asked them, what made you, what made you want to do it? Clara answers that they've been talking about wanting to take a yoga class together. And since they're newly married, she thought it would be fun. And the you producers know- had this tantric yoga session <laughs> set up before they even started filming the season. Whatever <laughs> couple they wanted to get to have some sex in. Yep. So, you know, it definitely wasn't Ryan's idea. But kudos for him for going along with it. I mean, in the beginning, they had good body language because as they're speaking, Clara's sitting on his lap and he's holding her. Like, every time they sit together, they actually have good body language. So, hey. Yeah. So she, Clara says that she hope they're hoping to connect, and Clara tells us that clearly just talking about it isn't helping. And we get a flashback montage of her saying how the first couple of days they didn't kiss, that she's never sitting with his shirt off, that they, should, they haven't had sex. So the first pose, the mood is going, the music is some sexy thing, their eyes are closed, and we just get the uh, the record scratch noise and Ryan is like yeah I need to switch poses so they start again with the next one and he just does that again and he's like yeah I feel like I'm doing the heavy lifting and they stop that then Ryan cheekily let me tell you guys that Ryan had personality this episode I don't know where the juice came from the hood spot came from but he was giving personality he wasn't just being one note did you think that yeah I th- he seemed to really enjoy this yeah. <laughs> so, I was actually shocked that he was a good sport about it. I thought he was going to be a little, I don't know, standoffish or something. But he seemed to be, yeah, this is great. I'm doing anything. I'm up for anything. What do you want to do? Yeah, but I, I'm not shocked because that is the one thing I do give him kudos for. Remember, like, even with the donut, like, I feel like if it was um, Jake, Jake would be like, I'm not breaking my diet. Like, you eat your donut by yourself. But Ryan is a good sport when it comes to, like, trying things. Like, he may not like it, but, like, even, again, I've said this many times, so sorry to sound like a broken record. Even with the party with um, Clara's friends, he took the shots, even though he's not about that life. So I, I, I don't think I'm surprised. I think it's because it was, like, we are getting fed, or maybe we're starting to believe that he's approved about sex. Yes, so that's why I was surprised that for tantric yoga, he would be so chill about it. Ryan Chikali tells us that he loves yoga. It's his fave. And tantric yoga is interesting and not really about the stretching. Well, Ryan, <laughs> no, it's not. He understands why it would help, but it has not helped them further their connection. Clara says she went in with good intentions, but she doesn't think it did anything. And she cannot be married to a man who wouldn't have sex with her indefinitely but she's frustrated she's the only one trying. Clara is going on a trip for a few days, um, and Ryan says he was thinking of taking a class with Mishka to bond with her, and he actually asked her for permission, that is she okay with it? Eric, take a hint. <laughs> and then he asked her for, for permission, and she goes, oh, yeah, of course, it's okay. So Clara is talking in the confessional, and she makes a funny that it's funny he wants to find a way to navigate Mishka, but he would not navigate me. Honestly, at this point, I was like, Clara, just let it rest. Because I get it that they haven't had sex. I get it that she's sexually frustrated. But she did marry her first sight for something different. She's done this where she's gone with the chemistry first. And he really, I think, is genuinely trying to build a connection. We don't know his intentions. It could be something else. I'm just going by what he's saying. And I don't think it's so terrible. Like, ugh. Like, just forget about it. Like, I think she's adding more stress with the let's have sex, let's have sex, and just let it be, ease into it, enjoy each other. 
and see how he goes. Yes. So she continues to talk to Ryan and she continues to leave double entendres <laughs> of Mishka. Like if Mishka is in your face all the time, she probably needs something. So she brings up the yoga and he's like, yeah, I didn't feel anything. He tells us that it seems that she's focused on one thing, but he's trying to get to know her because he's planning for this to be it. And he's not planning to get divorced. Ryan goes to the dog class. This is his part of the groom versus dog montage and goes to the class and says he gets along with her. He says Mishka and Clara are very alike. And the producer says how he was like the bubbly, energetic, full of life and they want attention. So um, now would be a good time to discuss what I like to call Ryan's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, interview outfit situation. <laughs> it is stick out to me. I just thought it was cool. Like, he's, he's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Very comfortable. And earlier, Ryan was wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and Clara was wearing a boat t-shirt when they were doing yoga. So I was like, oh, look at these fashion choices. <laughs> Um, I think it's interesting that these women, their dogs mirror their personality. Did you notice that? That is what people say, yes. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing, but that's actually kind of cool. No, so, I mean, like, on this show, they always, oh. like, everybody says the dog mirrors the personality. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if as much like horoscope signs where you see what you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> and you make things generic enough to where they match everybody. Just saying. Fair enough. So Clara's back from her trip and she asks Ryan if he missed her. And we get this little clip from Dr. Pepper, who is not here. And, and the, but she's not here as an expert, but she's here as a stopwatch to tell us that they have three weeks before they have to make a decision. The guys meet up. Do you miss Dr. Pepper? How have we not seen Dr. Pepper? We're winding down. I miss the experts as a function of the job they're supposed to do, not them as individual people. <laughs> yes, because in all honesty, when you go back to Eric and Virginia, I forgot to mention it, but they I feel like it was it was enough for them to call an expert in. Like I, I just felt like for how she was feeling, like feeling overwhelmed, like I hope they got someone to talk to her because I hope they didn't leave her out to dry, so to speak. So I will say, though, that Jamie Otis said that the show provides a therapist for them. And after her season, they provided one for four weeks. Just four weeks, guys. Nothing else. Just four weeks. I remember Deanna and Greg being like, we went and found our own therapist. <laughs> yeah. After the show was over, we're like, we are going to go find someone not affiliated with this show. And yeah. she didn't say it negatively about the show's therapist, but she's like, now that we're starting real life, we will be going to find our own therapist. Yeah, this is a show that definitely needs taking because uh, besides everything else, the fans are rabid. So, you know. So anyways, the guys are meeting up at Ryan's place to catch up and they start talking about their dogs. And Eric yaps on and on about Rocky and Tex yet again. <laughs> I, I cannot. So he's saying it, thinking that he's going to get people to be on his side. Ryan is like, oh, I took training, but I mean, yeah, it's Clara's dog. And then Jake is like, I've had dogs and I've overtrained them. And at the end of the day, after training them, I just wanted a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he made a point, but it was just what? 
And then Vince is like, compromise. Vince always looks like, why am I here with this nigga? Like, who, why am I in this scene? Like, I don't want to be here. I just want to be with my wife and Cookie. Like, you know? So he's like, compromise, but, you know, also knowing when you're wrong and saying, hey, I messed up. I approached it the wrong way. Eric is just like, uh-huh. So they talk next about being organized. Ryan tells them that he and Clara have bonded. I'm sorry, this whole scene was a setup for what happened eventually at the end because Ryan was going on and on. Ryan, who never talks, is just going on. He's like, um, he and Clara have bonded over concessions and then tells us that, not to make it about him, but he thinks he's done an incredible job of being a husband and their relationship has been better than 99% of people that have been married at first sight. So Jake will benefit from his advice um, based on where he and Haley are at. And I think this was in response to Jake talking about how Haley doesn't like anything on the counter and all his supplements are always there. So they show <laughs> a flashback of her putting stuff in different places. And he's like, why don't you just put it in the same place? And he just took all his stuff and put it in the guest in the guest room. And he's like, done. And that's it. It's <laughs> difficult to live with. <laughs> so um, Ryan tells... Um, Clara about the boys day and tells her about Virginia and Eric and their dog issues Clara says she's trying to think of what she wouldn't trust Ryan with and Ryan says trust is sexy Clara says that she made him a trust is sexy shirt and he jokes that when he that when he wears it he feels his sexiest the problem is she's never seen him wear it so <laughs> He basically said, when I trust you, I will wear that t-shirt. But you know, that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So Ryan tells us that they've never forced anything, forced anything in their relationship. And the, and the question is, what's missing? And he says, time. And more shared experiences to get to know each other on a deeper level. Again, I don't think that sounds crazy, guys. Look at people who are saying, I love you, and we've never been so comfortable. They're dealing with shit. So, hey. He tells her that he doesn't have a timeline and it's tough, but it's something that's necessary. Ryan really is feeling himself this episode because he's telling Clara, like, you know, I think that we've both been accommodating and the ominous beat comes on. And, you know, I appreciate that we've been accommodating. Trust is not given. It's earned. And he's going on and on. At this time, Clara just looks like she's levitated out of her body and she has left the conversation and she doesn't know what he's talking about. And then it switches over to later that night and the girls are at Haley and Jacob's apartment and that what um, Abe calls the overhead cam and I call the creepy security camera is on. And all we're seeing is like nightlight and just black and white. And Clara is going off. Oh, all the girls are there except Virginia. I'm not quite sure why, but yeah. And Clara is just going off and she's mad and is like, why the fuck are we not having sex right now? Sex is something you do because it feels good and you enjoy it. And are you waiting to say I love you at the same time as an emotional connection? Because that ain't it. She says, usually she has no filter. Oh, she's telling us at this point that she usually has no filter, but with Ryan, she's keeping it to herself. We go back to her ranting and she's like, we're doing everything, but, but if I'm getting you off every night and Haley interrupts to be like, you're, you're getting nothing. Right. And then she's like, right. What's the difference? And that's how the episode ends. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they what? did Ryan so dirty with that. 
we are better than 99% of the people who married at first sight. The only thing I will say is I'm trying to give Ryan the benefit of the doubt. And and the reason why he said that is because I feel like he's happy. <laughs> that is true. But he's happy, but he's a cautious person, so he just wants more time. So <sighs> And Clara is, like, uh, not really willing to give it to him. But is it terrible that I don't necessarily believe that it's one-sided? I think she was just so angry. She's like, right. Because the only thing she said is, if we're doing everything but, and I'm getting you off, like, as in speaking for herself, not that doesn't mean that he's not. I mean, I know Haley said, and you're not getting anything, and she just said, right. It just seemed like she was angry, but I, I don't know. Would Clara go along with a one-sided fulfillment situation who knows my favorite exercise with the two of them is flipping the genders <laughs> <laughs> because everybody's like if this was the amount of complaining that clara does about not getting sex yeah if a man was doing that everybody's like wouldn't we like be like just going after them yeah but i don't know i think the only caveat to that argument is just if in fact it's a one-sided thing and she's getting him off and he's not getting her off then it just makes us like what the hell is going on but without that i still don't think that it's crazy so correct yep i agree with you all right a you know what time it is who has your bouquet for the week Paige's brother (laughs) and Paige's sister-in-law i think i was just when i thought about who i was happy to see on my screen this week Emotional support, loving support for Paige. That's what I was happy to see this week. The two of them. Yeah. They didn't, I mean, they didn't say anything particularly like earth shattering or I was just, they were comforting. They were kind. They were supportive. I was happy to see them. Yeah. It was just nice to see Paige have support in her corner. Who has your bouquet? It was Paige's brother too. (laughs) (laughs) And who has your burnt ashes? Eric. Who else? <laughs> he just looked real bad this episode. But you know, it's it's actually wrong to be like, oh, he looked bad this episode. This is the same things he's been saying and doing from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think he came to a head this episode. I can agree because in this episode, in addition to everything he's been saying, it's kind of like throwing everything she's told him in her in her face. Because it's one thing if she hadn't told him about her anxiety and how she feels about stuff, but she has. And for him to turn around and still ask her, what's wrong? What's so bad? That was just awful. So, Who has your burnt ashes? Um, I didn't want to give it to the obvious one. So Jake has my burnt ashes. I love you, Jake, but you are terrible in conversations. I get it that you're checked out, but don't say you're trying or hoping for something positive if you're not doing anything about it. And just the way you handle the supplements, like, don't be a dick. So. I thought he was a dick with the supplements? Yeah. Oh, I was like, that, he didn't, what is he going to do? Argue with her about the supplements? Well, he doesn't have to argue, but to take it to the, the, to the guest room, like, you're not practicing. Okay, so I think, like, compromise is, like, a muscle that you have to practice. So if all the time, especially when you're older and he's, like, what, 38 and you're setting your ways and all that, and you're just like, no. I'm not going to put it in there. It's still in the kitchen. And I, I trust me, I know what it's like because I like things like the way I do things and it's not on there. Why are you taking supplements to the guest room? First of all, it's bad behavior. 
Now we're putting drugs in the guest room. So you put it in there, it's in the thing. Just try it out for a little bit. See if it doesn't work out. They're just like, eh, no. Because it spills over to other things. Then you're going to start finding your solutions, but you're not practicing compromise. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was just like, well, she doesn't like him on the counter. He got him out of her way for her. She don't have to be mad anymore. He knows where his stuff is. <laughs> Okay, guys, as always, we thank you for your review and we enjoy seeing them. We got one from SoFi Jess, who said, well, Rage, so happy I found you guys. Not only are you spot on, but you bring insight and new ways of looking at these situations that I sometimes don't think about. For example, Clara not being okay with no sex from Ryan thing versus if the genders were reversed. Ever since the untraditional comment on his wedding day, Eric has been infuriating to me, so much so that my boyfriend has to take the remote from me. His mansplaining, condescending, too-good-for-you attitude needs to stop, all cap. I hope you read this with the same rage I feel towards him. Anyways, keep up the amazing, fun work. Thank you, Sophie Jess. I hope I put enough rage in there, but trust me, he infuriates us as much as he does you. And kudos to your boyfriend for taking the remote and not trying to gaslight you. <laughs> We, we wouldn't want the remote to go through the television because then you couldn't watch the show anymore. So it's good that he took it away from you. That's right. <laughs> so that's our show for this week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think of the show or the podcast. We love hearing from you guys on social. We're available anywhere you listen to your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a review and anywhere you listen to us. Until next week. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.